All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rigos Rag Podcast. Ian Cummings here with Nathan Britton, Jacob Kamaker, and we got another guest today, Rigos Rag contributor Matt Hines, Twitter handle Heinzman Trophy, Twitter handle for the ages. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We've been meaning to have you on. We're trying to get all our contributors on. We're starting to do a little better job of doing that, so it's nice to have you, man. Uh, we'll get right into it, and um, it's kind of convenient that we're having this free agency podcast today because there was some news that broke out about Landon Collins, uh, top safety in the free agency class from New York, a familiar team for the Redskins, I think. Uh, he is not coming back. Uh, he cleared out his locker, and uh, a reporter, when a reporter reported otherwise, he's like, oh, no, I'm done, dude. I'm out of here. So interesting stuff there, and, but he's not the only target the Redskins can get, and so it's it's pretty complicated, and they're going to have, they might have to clear some space if they want to do some moves, but uh, Matt, you've studied it a little bit. If you were in the front office, what would your game plan be? So the first thing they got to do is they got to create a lot more cap space. Uh, <laughs> right now, obviously, they're, they're sitting in a rough situation with about 17, 17 and a half million. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple bigger names and signings of what we were all really excited about just a year or two ago that I think uh, could get cleared out to create room to go get someone like a Landon Collins. No big surprises in the names. I think we all know that Zach Brown, you know, his own words, the writing's on the wall. Uh, I think a personal favorite of mine, Vernon Davis, might be out. The cap savings are kind of too good to ignore there. And then there's the other guys with the bigger question marks like Josh Norman. What do they do there? You can You can cut him and you can save a lot of money, but then, you know, you're kind of left with an inexperienced secondary. So I think the first thing I'm doing is I'm probably letting go of Zach Brown. I'm letting go of Vernon Davis after June 1st. Uh, and there's other guys like Stacy McGee that I think might find themselves exiting the team as well. But uh, there's a lot of different directions they could go with, with uh, in terms of cap cuts to create some room. Yeah, for sure. And they definitely need to clear some room because they only got $17 million, like you said. And uh, I think they get $4 million extra when the new league year starts. So they'll have $21 million. But um, if you want to re-sign Preston Smith, I mean, that's $10 million right off the books right there. And then Landon Collins, his market value is uh, it's nearing $9 million, I think I saw, which is actually pretty cheap for his, a guy with his resume. But, um, I mean, you look at you still you look at how that adds up. That, that only leaves the Redskins with $2 million, And I know they need to leave some extra for rookie signings. So definitely kind of constrained for cap space. Matt, I'll get your take here, and then we'll kinda, we can kind of move it around. But... Preston Smith, obviously the premier free agent for the Redskins, and uh, everyone's been debating that. That's been a big debate for the past few weeks. Would you re-sign him right now based on his rate, based on his um, production, based on the different factors surrounding that? I would not. You would not? I would let Preston Smith go. Uh, it's, it's nothing against him as a player. I think he's a fine player, uh, and, and I think he's a position that's in demand across the league. I mean, edge rusher, say no more. But the fact that he's 26... Uh, and it's really going to take a franchise tag to keep him here because his agent would be doing him a disservice if he didn't let him hit the open market. I mean, you look at the teams that need edge rushers and the money they have behind them, Jets, Colts, Niners, just off the top of my head. I think the Redskins would be would be happy to get him back, but I just don't see how they compete in this bidding war. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It seems like he's a lot more respected nationally than perhaps the fan base recognizes. I mean, he's a He's morphed into a pretty well-rounded edge rusher. Nathan, Jacob, do either of you guys disagree with him on that? I know it's it's a topic that I've flip-flopped on several times this offseason already. So I've been torn about this this offseason too, Ian, and it's, it's hard to make a decision, but I think because of the team's lack of cap space and the fact that this is maybe not an elite edge clash or not as, as good as we thought it was going to be coming into the year, 
but it's still a strong one, and there are going to be plenty of players that they can get in the first couple rounds that could replace Smith. I would probably let him walk, and it's painful because he is underrated. I know a lot of people point to his lack of sack production, but he really does pressure people a lot. Uh, but when you're looking at the fact that with the 15th pick, they might be able to get a guy like Ja'Kai Polite or um, maybe Brian Burns if you're into him. I'm not as into Brian Burns. I think you have to let Preston Smith walk and invest your resources elsewhere just because you can land a comparable replacement, and a younger and cheaper guy. I don't love the idea of doing it, but I think it's going to be something they're forced into doing. Yeah, Nathan, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm ready to let him walk. You look at the ceiling and he flashes and you can see what he could potentially become. But with where this team is cap-wise and how they really have to start spending wisely and hitting all their draft picks because of the money they have tied up in older players or players who aren't going to be playing in the case of Alex Smith or back up in Colt McCoy, you really can't afford to pay for you know lack of production while he's developed himself into a really good outside edge, really protecting the outside. The sack numbers aren't there, and I really think that with an aging Brian Kerrigan and really nothing else, you need to really kind of either get someone younger and develop or on the on the cheap. He has a lot of those kind of uh, – I'm blanking on his name. Um, who is the guy we got from New Orleans who is still begging for Junior a job? Junior Gallat. Junior Gallat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, him. He, has, he had a lot of those almost sacks where he was getting a lot of pressures. He was getting a lot of pushing the pocket and kind of – making the quarterback have to move around, but he wasn't getting there with the sack numbers. And I see that a lot with Junior, uh, with uh, Preston Smith, but I don't think for the money that he's going to demand and probably have a market for, I don't think it's the smartest move the Redskins, especially with you guys mentioned Landon Collins, potentially, you know, the Giants still might tag him, but, you know, him hitting the market and, and that being one of the biggest positions of need, I think that really the money is better spent elsewhere. Yeah, I was leaning towards re-signing Smith. I tweeted something about that, I think, a few days ago. There's some things that he has going for him, like PFF. Uh, they, they have a metric called pass rush productivity. It's the, it's the um, total pressures divided by the pass rushing snaps total by a player. And he had um, productivity somewhere between 11 and 12, which is pretty good. Uh, pr- better than some of the guys who were regarded higher than him in this free agency class, actually. So that's interesting. And then he's also really solid against the run. And you look at guys... Um, like Brandon Thorne, respected line analysts who um, talk about him. That was one thing that enamored me with Smith, but um, you know, I'll admit he, he hasn't really been consistent uh, from a pure production standpoint. You look at, to me, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was the um, safety class. You look at the safety class uh, in free agency. It's very deep. Uh, a lot of guys that can come out and contribute right away. And it's pretty top-heavy, too, um, relative for a free agency class. you got Landon Collins, who's, you know, he, he was an all-pro player just a few years ago. And he's 25, so he's still got some upside there. And then Adrian Amos is a bit more of a coverage-oriented guy, but he's pretty good, too. So uh, a lot of options there. And you look at the options in the draft at edge rusher, you could get a much cheaper option, like you said, Jacob. So that was kind of the teetering point for me. Matt, is safety your preferred position? In this free agency class, if you had to if you had to go all in on one blockbuster free agent, who would it be? It's Landon Collins. Landon Collins, nice. Yeah, you, you look at you look at what he's produced on the field and then obviously, you know, there's a little bit of the twenty one nostalgia in there as well. You know, you gotta love that he grew up a fan before the draft saying his dream to be a Washington Redskin. Yeah. You know, it, it, it it's hard as a lifelong fan to not hear that and, and, and really like that, besides, you know, the fact that he's been a great uh, player on the field. But if, if there's one player I'm looking to break the bank on relative to what they can do, it's it's Lenny Collins. That was that was interesting when that when that tweet resurfaced today, the one from 2015 about how he's like, oh yeah, the Redskins are my number one choice. A lot of people were like, oh shoot, 
he already wants to come back here. I mean, it's from four years ago, but you know, it, right. it speaks it speaks volumes that they were his favorite team coming out into the NFL draft, and so I think that definitely will have an impact on uh, Jake. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. Landon Collins is probably the guy on the market that I'd be most willing to invest in, or really anyone from the safety position, because like you said, Ian, it's a, it's a top heavy class where they have like you know a lot of guys who come in via top end starter right away but it's also it's fairly deep and uh, the past couple of years the safety position hasn't gotten you know a lot of attention on the market and it's actually caused contract values to go down for a bunch of guys yeah i know last offseason a bunch of guys were lingering on that market for a really long time guys who had talent so you know if they can add landon collins even if it's i know you said it's market value i think i just looked this up on spot track it's about 9.3 million per yeah. year yeah. Um, I think because of the chances of getting into a bidding war, that number might be closer to $10 million, maybe even a little bit higher. But I think it would still be worth it because, you know, he's still 25. He's in his prime. And, you know, he fills the biggest position of need. And the safety class is just so weak in the draft. Like, there are a couple guys that could end up being good. I mean, Deontay Thompson and Chauncey Gardner. Um, Chauncey Gardner, I can't remember his Johnson. second last. That's it. Thank you. It's hard to remember, um, I know. Yeah, I wanted to call him Chauncey Gardner-Hill because I think you and I have both done that before. But yeah. uh, I like both of those guys, but they're nowhere near as good as Landon Collins. So I, I prefer to address that position in free agency, and Collins would be my guy there. Yeah, Nasir Adderley is another guy to watch in the draft, but there's not a lot of guys, and the Redskins have so many needs to fill on those on days one and two where safety should kind of, I feel like it should kind of get pushed to the back burner. And you look at the value that good safeties have come uh, in the past few years, especially last year. And the market value that was driven down last year is going to contribute to maybe a, a lower baseline this year. The contracts, they always set the precedent. So this year, if a lower precedent is set, you know, starting points lower, could mean something there. I don't know. Nathan, are you going to go against the grain here? Are you, are you itching for Collins to come to D.C. too? I am, but <laughs> for the sake of keeping it interesting, I'll say that uh, I'll talk about who I would – like equally as much, and that's Tyron Matthew. He's only 27, and I know he's a little bit. He's he's got a, a history with injuries and everything, but what he can do all over the field, he can play safety, he can come down, cover tight ends, play in the nickel. He's kind of like a Swiss Army knife, and if you can get him on a bargain deal due to the couple down years and the injuries, maybe he comes in here and kind of lights it up, and you kind of you fill that void and get a little bit more out of him than just what a typical safety would be. I really would like that to come in here. Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about how Clinton Dix is a potential retain for them because he'd be cheaper with the you know the lack of production, especially that was on display here in Washington. I'm not interested in that at all. So if they cannot land Landon Collins, I think Tyron Matthew would be a good consolation prize. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm in the not re-sign Dix crowd. I I was not a fan of how he played. One guy, I mentioned him earlier, but Adrian Amos is a guy I'm kind of interested in. I think he'd be a little cheaper than Collins, but um, he's a more coverage-oriented guy, I think, and uh, I think he could do good things for us too, so I don't know. Um, all right, so Matt, I just pulled up the Redskins free agent list. I was wondering, just to spur of the moment idea, let's do a lightning round. If you want, I can read through these names and just re-sign or not to re-sign them. You just we fought. had the same idea. I got the same list in front of me. <laughs> hey, oh, all right. Let's do this, man. Ty and Seki, resign or not resign? Uh, sure. I, I don't think that's going to cost anything, and it's good depth. Good, good. Ha-ha, Clint Dix? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> all right, we're in agreement there. Pernell McPhee, that's an interesting one. Vet minimum. 
Vet minimum. All right. Yeah, he's good depth. He's good depth. He flashed a little bit this year. Oh, I might I might just skip this one. Sean Laval. I don't I don't ever want to see him on a football field. Again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I called that. All right. Preston Smith went over that. Oh, okay. We'll spend a little bit more time on this one. Adrian Peterson. Yes. 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 I, I, I think that a lot of people, the biggest concern with AP is you look at what happened in New Orleans and it was a crowded backfield and he didn't appreciate that. I think a big factor in that was that he signed before, you know, that whole class kind of came together. So with him going into this year, knowing what the backfield is going to look like, knowing that Geis is the guy going into the future where he did not know Kamara was going to be coming into the, into the equation in New Orleans. Uh, I think he knows that if he signs here, the three key players are going to be himself Guys and Chris Thompson, and he's at an age where he's been humbled a little bit. Obviously, had some great success last year. I was originally not excited about Adrian Peterson, so I fully own that. But I, I think we should resign him for a very reasonable, modest contract. Uh, and as long as he's willing to kind of play ball on the contract side of things, it's a done deal. Nice, nice. Yeah, I need to eat crow there too because I was I was writing all this stuff about how we shouldn't sign him back in August, and you know he he played pretty well, all things considered. Nathan, you in the same boat there? Yeah, definitely. I think I read that they were already discussing extension with him a couple weeks ago. I think it'd be smart for them to do it, like you said, on a, a modest deal, kind of get him before he has a chance to go test the market. Because I do think there's going to be a market for him to. He wasn't, you know, the Adrian Peterson old as we all expected, but he showed a lot that he had a lot left in the tank. He showed some flashes of being able to kind of do some of the stuff we're used to seeing him do, where it looks like he's not going to get anything, and there he goes for ten, fifteen yards. So. I think that if they can get him locked up and have him come in here and kind of be the guy that when guys needs a breather or it's not Chris Thompson out of the backfield type situation, he can kind of come in and just have his handful of carries and have his impact on the game. I would love for him to come back. I also, like you guys said earlier about how agents doing a disservice by letting guys sign before they hit the market. I think that he would be doing himself and his age would be doing him a disservice if he just re-upped here before he got a chance to fill out the market because... If he doesn't, if he says no to the Redskins right now, you know I want to test the market. Their offer is not going to go away. They're not going to say, okay, well we're going to instead of giving you a year and you know one point two, we're going to bump it up to you know five. They're not going to do that. So the offer is still going to be here. Why not go out and see what you can get on the open market? See if there's a better fit. I mean, you know, the Patriots could be call, come calling and he sees, okay, I'm going to get the carries. I'm going to get a ring, and that's where he's going to kind of be able to finish his legacy. So I would love for them to get a deal done. I don't know if they'd have to overpay him to keep him before he hits that market because I do think that common sense would say if I test free agency with what I did last year, there's going to be a market for me. So we'll have to see what they do. But if they have to kind of go above market value to keep him in-house to avoid him going and fielding other offers, I'd say thanks for the time. But, you know, we got guys, we got Thompson, and we can there's other backs you can find in the, the draft. I mean, there's guys every year who come out sixth, seventh round undrafted who turn into stars for a couple years. So. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if he if he has a market. That's something we haven't talked about. But, you know, on one hand, 33 years old. On the other hand, a 1,000-yard season. We know there's teams in the league like the Seahawks and the Jaguars who love to cling to this downhill mentality, and Peterson fits that. So we'll have to see. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to the speed round in a minute. Jacob, you mirror those sentiments on Peterson? I'll be honest. I don't I don't really think it matters that much. Uh-huh. Uh, I know Peterson vastly outperformed the expectations I had for him this year. I mean, towards the end of the year, he slowed down as expected because, you know, he's 33, he's going to turn 34 in March. I think if you, like you said, Nathan, if you offer him a deal slightly above the minimum and he says he wants to go for a starting job 
or a place where he can compete for carries, just let him go because you can find a quality backup running back fairly easily. Uh, they still have Samaj P. Ryan, who I still love. Um, I will not. I will die on that <laughs> hill. I, we go over this every time. I will die on that hill. I, I I do think there's a team that will offer him like you know maybe say like two million bucks and we'll give you a chance to compete for the starting job. Maybe a team like the Eagles, where Jay Ajayi's going to be gone there, and they have some cap trouble, so they could use you know another rotation guy. I kind of I kind of think he's going to go a place where he can get a lot of carries, um, and he might wait it out, but. If the price is right, bring him back. That's fine. He's a good mentor. He's a good backup. But it's not like it's a necessity to bring him back. Yeah. He's a, run- he's a running back. Yeah, exactly. And they're replaceable. You know, it's the, it's the bread and butter of the game. You know, I, it was something I wasn't willing to accept when my love for guys blinded me last draft season. But we kind of figured some more stuff out now. Back to speed round. Matt, Austin Howard. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> called that one that was expected oh <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting one really on the fence here mark sanchez <laughs> you know yeah you know what entertainment value <laughs> i was thinking 20 million maybe minimum. absolutely yeah okay <laughs> franchise tag <laughs> sanchez tag all right josh johnson uh yeah if he'll sign for the vet minimum i'll bring him into camp and let him compete with the rookie that's inevitably coming and Colt McCoy and, you know, see what happens. That's cool. Yeah, I, I did. I, I I thought he performed admirably given the circumstances. So that's yeah. a, that's a good, I would agree with that. Josh Johnson, we need to bring him back. We need to, whatever Aaron Rodgers contract is, double it. Double it? <laughs> double oh my it. God, dude. Coming in hot, man. Coming in hot. Don't let dude, his agent that leave the room. That story was incredible. Just that whole... <laughs> You know, drafted by the what the AAF that almost failed after a week. Yeah. The San Diego Fleet. Yeah. 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 That was it's an incredible story and I love the dude. Um He had to learn back he, super cheap. He had to learn probably, his teammates' names on Madden, I think. So yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll probably come back super cheap and then I'll be like, Yeah, Josh Johnson and then he'll get in and I'll be like, Oh yeah, this is this is why he was out of football for four years. So <laughs> it, it's the thought that counts. It's the sentimental value of it, Nathan. Come on. Come on, he'd, be, he'd be a stud in the AAF. I just want to point that Dude, out. Dude, oh my God, he would be, honestly. Honestly. That would... the, I mean, he was the number one quarterback picked in that league. And I don't know. I just, I wish we'd get a chance to see him there, but I too would re sign him because, you know, they need depth at the quarterback position. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you carry him and he ends up being your backup. Best yeah. case, he's the third stringer who's cheap. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's not a lot of risk in re-signing him. And he's a good leader uh, from what I saw. The locker room responded to him. I think Chris Thompson said he reminded them of Alex Smith, which is pretty high praise considering all the higher praise that Alex Smith got. So that's... Also, anybody that wasn't Mark Sanchez was looking pretty good at that point. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sanchez set the bar pretty low. Uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with what we how he remembered Johnson, but uh, something to think about. All right, moving to center, Tony Bergstrom. Eh. Eh, yeah, that's all, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now too. He's depth, I guess if I but... have to give a yes or no, I'd say no. Okay, okay, yeah. He's, he's 33. Yeah, and he's okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, basically, it's, it's like time, he can. It's time to go. Yeah. yeah, it's time. Michael Floyd. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't have very good hands, which is obviously a problem for someone whose job is catching a football. <laughs> but you look at the receivers they have on this team going next year, especially if they lose Crowder. I know it's, you know, they're not necessarily playing the same position, but this is a guy who's going to cost you nothing. Uh, and, and I'd let him fight in camp. 
That's a really interesting decision, but you know, it does make sense. Former first round pick has some upside there. Um, so maybe give him some more time, see if it works. Uh, how about Jonathan Cooper? Also, yes. Okay. I think the injury was unfortunate, but I think he played admirably given the uh, the swinging gate offensive line we had kind of towards the end. Yeah, he was kind of he was imposing himself out there. I was impressed with some of his reps. Now, he was kind of inconsistent, yeah. and the injury definitely didn't help. You know, kind of ended on a low note, but definitely a guy you want in the garden mix moving forward. And I think if you're losing Bergstrom, he could be he could be a part of that interior depth. So that's yeah, that's definitely interesting. Another guy who could be part of that interior depth, maybe Luke Bowanko. I would probably let him go. Let him go. Okay. Marcus Smith. I'd probably let him go. Okay. All right. Two for two. Back to our next uh, big ticket item, Jameson Crowder. So that is probably a deeper conversation we're going to dive into here. Yeah, and yeah. I would say, yes, I would try to make every effort to re-sign Jameson Crowder within reason. Really? Okay. Explain. Uh, kind of to the sentiment of if you look who they have on the roster, the receiver position, it's pretty grim. I know, like, I, I'm a full believer in Trey Quinn season. Trey Quinn season. Uh, I, I think it's a lot of fun to root for Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, but I think the the idea that Trey Quinn can start 16 games and be a productive slot receiver is, is uh, very optimistic. I would, I, I'd be worried about his injuries. Uh, I would want more than just Trey Quinn, and I don't think Crowder's market value is going to develop as much as we think it might here. Uh, you know, you look at Adam Humphreys; he's going to set the market at the kind of slot wide receiver position as a free agent. Uh, then there's other guys. I mean, I think Tyra Williams is probably going to be the highest paid, but there's also guys, you know, like Golden Tate, Cole Beasley, who's probably going to be on the lower end. But I think there's a lot of options. Uh, so I really think Crowder might end up being in that five to eight million dollar range. And if it's towards the lower end of that, I would try to make an, uh, an effort to resign him. Really? Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Jacob, your thoughts on that? Is it bad if I don't care? <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that's kind of where I am too, honestly. Like, I mean, um, yeah. the slot receiver depth in this draft is really good, and I do agree. Uh, counting on Trey Quinn to play a full sixteen, and I'm the biggest Trey Quinn fan you'll find out there. And I, I agree the. You know, counting on him to play 16 full games right now is not realistic. But, you know, give him a shot. Maybe he can. But uh, slot depth in this draft is pretty good, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about Crowder is, like, you know, he had a couple of years ago, he had a really good season. And it looked like he might emerge as the team's number one receiver. Yeah. And then he's regressed in each of the past couple of years. And, you know, he battled injuries last year, so that could be part of the blame for it. But I. I agree with you, Matt, in that if his market value never really develops and you can get him on the cheaper side, go ahead and bring him back. And, you know, he had some talent to this receiving core, but I don't know if he's going to end up being worth what he ends up getting paid. So I, I can see both sides of the argument. Nathan? Yeah, I'm more, I'm more in Jacob's camp on this. Uh, I think that ultimately we're, we all know that there's going to be a rookie quarterback coming in this, uh, this draft, whether it's, you know, first round or – mid to late round that they're going to try to develop. So having a guy like Jameson Crowder, who we know when he's healthy and when he's right, can be a quarterback's best friend in the middle of the field and as that slot receiver. So if if the money's right, yeah, sure. But I'm not overpaying. I don't really, again, like, like Jacob said, I don't really care too much about him. He went from being the guy that we all thought he was going to be one of the, the bigger names on this team going forward and if they can develop into something and make a run to kind of hot and cold and you don't really know what you're going to get week to week so if the money's right yeah sure bring him in it'll help develop a young quarterback to have a reliable option like that but if he does hit the market and uh he he gets you know 
a little bit out of your comfort range, knowing that you have to you have a lot of holes to fill. You just kind of have to wave goodbye and hope Trey Quinn can play a full season next year. Yeah, I have no arguments there. I mean, he's Trey Quinn, so he will. But, all right, back to the speed round. We've got a few guys here who are kind of like, all right, we, we know we're not going to re-sign them. So I'll just I'll, – a few more, um, more kind of quick decisions, and then we'll move on to our final topic. Ari Kwanjo. Nope. Nope, okay. Zach Vigil. Nope. Maurice Harris. Oh, that one hurts, but no. <laughs> I know he endeared fans with that Minnesota catch, but he's just, you know, he's just the guy, man. Byron yep. Marshall. It depends what he'd sign for. If he'd sign for the minimum, for some reason, you know, the the, the Byron Marshall, uh, you know, why why he can't get the love from Gruden, I don't know. But if he's not going to use him, there's no need in keeping him. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I'm kind of agreeing with that. And then uh, one last guy, another running back, Rob Kelly. Fat Rob. Fat Rob. Uh, it's time to go. It's, fat Rob is a uh, fat no. All right. So um, that ends our speed round. Got some interesting decisions in there. But ultimately, the Reds can still have some cap space left, guys. So you have a little bit to work with. Who is a sleeper free agent? One sleeper each. Now, I'll let you guys go first because I don't know. So I'm going to try and research real quick. But um, Matt, I'll let you go first. Is there a sleeper you have in mind? Devin Funches. Okay, okay. I don't know how much of he is as a sleeper because I know he's a big name, but he had a pretty awful year. Uh, but he and, – and I kind of look at him like I look at the Terrell Pryor signing from a couple years ago. Obviously, that went horribly, so maybe that's not the best reference. But uh, here's a guy who is – he'd be the biggest Redskins receiver in quite some time. He's a big physical target, uh, and he's had a bad couple years. Uh, so I honestly think he's not going to be that expensive, and I think he could be a low-risk, high-reward option for the Redskins at wide receiver where they know they need to make some improvements – but don't necessarily have, I mean, the free agent class isn't that great. Uh, they don't have a lot to work with. It's either that or the draft. So I'm going Devin Funches as my sleeper. Nice, nice. Some outside-the-box thing in there. Uh, Nathan. Tyra Williams. Is that, uh, is that a sleeper? Shiver. Huh? Is that a sleeper? Are we talking sleeper like, yeah, are we talking sleeper like, oh, the Redskins might get him or sleeper like not super talked about guy? Uh, we can, okay, we, I'll give you a new one. I'll give you a new okay. one. Pierre Garçon. Okay, all right, there we go. I could see a reunion happening. They need a receiver. We know that he got hurt uh, last year and ended his season early, but we know what he is, sure-handed guy. He's got great. He's going to be a good locker room guy um, for a team that's, you know, a couple bad games away from all hell breaking loose. I think that getting him in the locker room will be good. I think that, again, kind of like similar to Jameson Crowder, uh, Having a kind of a blanket guy like that, who you know is going to be very sure-handed, while he might not go and put up the big monster games you hope to get from receivers, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a reliable option, help a young quarterback develop. I think we could see a reunion for the right price. Okay, all right, interesting. Um, Jacob, yeah, my guy um, is going to be a it's a safety, um, Adrian Phillips from the Chargers. He's kind of a do-it-all safety. He plays linebacker in a lot of sub packages. He kind of. He flashed at times last year, and I like that idea of like a Swiss Army knife type on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he might come cheap, and at the very least, he could be potentially the third safety, maybe a starter, definitely a special teams ace. So he's a guy that has upside and is still young that uh, people may not really notice exists, and he could really help that position in depth. Yeah. Yeah, and that's definitely an area that needs it. And I think he had like three interceptions and seven pass deflections and limited actions. So definitely an interesting name there. 
I uh, I didn't have a lot of time to look. I literally just scrolled down the list. But one guy who kind of caught my eye, Blake Countess, uh, a special teamer for the Rams. I know the Redskins converting defensive back special teamers into starters hasn't worked in the past with David Bruton, but he's got some interesting measurables, guys. He's a four five three forty, a thirty six point five inch uh, vertical, twenty one bench reps. So pretty solid physical specimen and uh, had some flash a little bit. So this is what I do in two minutes of research, but I hope I hope I impressed you guys. Um, but some interesting sleepers in there and some interesting thoughts on the Redskins free agents. Matt, I'll give the floor to you one last time uh, since you're our guest. Any closing thoughts that you have? Closing thoughts, uh, just a couple, I'll name a couple more free agents that interest me. Uh, you know, I have no idea what these guys are going to end up getting on the market uh, or whether even how much you consider the Redskins as a possible landing spot. But uh, for some reason, Tyler Eifert and Jermaine Gresham just stick in my head uh, with Vernon Davis more than likely on the way out and Jeremy Sprinkle kind of coming in as a backup and yet Jordan Reed being unreliable. Uh, I kind of look at a couple other unreliable injury-prone guys like that and wonder if they might be you know, valuable additions at a, at a very low cost uh, to the offense. Those are just two really random names I, thought I saw earlier and kind of can't get them out of my head. Give them a fresh start or something. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, all right, all right, cool. All right, well, that that's uh, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. So, guys, uh, we are out of time, unfortunately, but this is a good pod. Get some free agency, get some introductory knowledge out there, and we'll keep pushing out articles. And stay tuned for more draft profiles, free agency articles, and stuff like that. Thanks, as always, for watching. Peace out. Have a good night.